Welcome to Talking Tunes 2020. Welcome back to Talking Tunes. And this hour, we'll be talking about Peter Tripp and all the different things that he's done. Pa Phillips, a good friend of mine for many, many years, and we're going to feature him this hour. So, Peter Tripp, the curly headed kid in the third row. But the people that um, Peter over there yeah. met, I mean, those are some of the names. Yeah. So, we, we can start with him first. Want to start with him first? Let's, yeah, let's start with Elvis oh, okay. and the peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter sandwich, yeah. Bananas. Yeah, and bananas. Yeah, peanut butter and bananas. What do you want to know? I want to know how many celebrities you interviewed back in the 50s. But there's you other know, ones. There's off. other ones, too, it's because you and you I have named done them. You and I have done them, too, together. I think well, yeah. the easier question, who did you interview? Would who I easier. didn't interview? Yes. Tennessee uh, uh, Ernie Ford? Okay, who would you have liked to interview would have been a better question that you didn't interview? Singer? Anybody. Yes. Anybody. Celebrity. Uh, this is radio here. Come on. I'm trying to think of the people that I didn't didn't talk to, or which is there's quite a few of them. Well, see, I know. But I met them. I, all the ones that I really idolized and wanted to talk to. I did. Frank Sinatra. I no, I did. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to have done that. I didn't. No. See, see, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, you had to. Yeah. Yeah, the mind. You, you had to. You had to wake me up a little. bit. I want to answer questions for him too because I know who they are too. But well, who, who would like be your top ten or whatever? Who are the people you really? Was like you were awestruck. The ones that came from Elvis, Johnny Cash, uh, Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins, Roy Orbison, Roy Orbison, the creators that's, of rock and roll. That's yeah, yeah, that's the group. Right but they there. turned down a lot of artists, though. They did turn down some big names. Oh yeah, I went to yeah. other places. Well, Screaming Jay was there too first before Elvis and all them. Well, there was a lot of them that yeah. I didn't realize until we went to the Sun Company that the were actually did work yeah. for Sun. Right. I, but, I can't think of them top of my head, but well, what tell tell the story about Elvis when you met Elvis about being the nice guy and you said, "Do I have to like pry okay, it well, out of your head or what?" Num number one, <laughs> number one, this lady sitting next to me was a little bit more professional type of per I was the water boy. I was never the chief man in the radio. Yeah, when you were 16 years old, just out right. of high school. 16 to 22, I mean, I was the guy sitting over here Yeah, like this. That was I, Annette Funicello. Annette, Fun <laughs> Annette Funicello, Fabian, Frankie Avalon, uh, Bobby Darren, they're all in a group of their own. That was all the RPI field house in Albany, New York. Yeah, that was a K. Was it WK? Elvis, uh, uh, WPTR, TRY, fifteen forty on your dial. Albany's connected, Troy. <laughs> okay. Top forty, rock and roll. I right. think Peter won. Yeah, well, he met Wolfman too. They we worked well, with Wolfman. Well, when I was doing, what I was doing again, I wasn't doing it, uh, and his name was uh, uh, Tom. Uh, Shannon, not Shannon, Mike Shannon, yeah. and WKBW in Buffalo, New York. I happened to be there. Don't ask me where the station was because he did the midnight show and it was always dark when we went there. And one day there was a knock on the door like, okay, yeah, go let him in, go let him in. So I was the person who go let him in. Who walks in? The wolf man. I'm going, <laughs> you know how it is. And he came in and he joined the show. And I remember the story you told me too about the wolf man. You said that... Uh, you went to the reunion at KBW, and the Wolfman was there, and you said, hi, I'm 
Peter tripped the curly head and came from third row and he said, Oh, okay. Who are you? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty cool though. I always think that's very cool that you got to be part of radio back in the fifties when rock and roll was happening. So. WPTR, TRY, WSNX, uh, WABC out of New York, WKBW. WABC. WABC. <laughs> and they were all short stink, 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 stink. They all stuck short, yeah. Short stints, you know. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you, all, all the shows stinked. I mean, yeah. stunk. I mean, well, you, you were on. So. He was on one of the one of the early Dick Clark shows too. Oh, American Bandstand. American Bandstand. Yeah, we got on. Yes. We got on. We got. I was able to meet Dick Clark and uh, Jackie Wilson was on there. Uh, the Platters were on there. And, and you, I'd have to, I'd have to. And you fell in love with the the woman in the platters. I can't remember her name, but you fell oh, in love yeah. with her. You know, yeah. it's been so many years. I used to know her name and the guy she danced with all the time. Yeah. And and, and they were popular. Everybody knew them across yeah. the whole country. And she was lovely. Of course, again, I'm in my <laughs> te late teens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> before I met my present wife of 45 years. You know, this is all before that, so. So that's pretty hard to beat. I don't know yeah, who wants to go next. It's really hard to beat. Yeah, it's hard to beat. Well, I can go on and on and on, but let's not get boring, you know. I, I'm not bored. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, it's, just, it's pretty just um, great because you're like the historian mm -hmm. of rock and roll of the mm -hmm. people yeah. that you met. I'm thinking about with you, too. We used to do a lot of uh, things with TV40. Mm -hmm. We got to go backstage with Kenny Rogers, remember that, at the LC when he was there. Oh, yeah, you, what, you hear the story about we go backstage, right? I'm in awe, Kenny Rogers. I mean, forget all the other ones I met. So we're back there, we're watching him set up this stuff. I mean, I've never really seen this big setup they got. This guy's up there doing the laser The roadies are really show, cool. Really laser yeah. show, and they wouldn't let us get close. They said, that's close enough, guys. What he does up there is... So I, okay, so we stood back and make a long story short. With our short. little fake press passes. <laughs> make a long story short. TV 40, baby. Yeah, we thought we couldn't, we, we couldn't do the show. Remember? We didn't have tickets or anything else. Right, show. right. We couldn't come to do the show. So we're sitting back in the, where they come in and out, talking to the guy back there. And I said, yeah. I said, uh, we weren't going to be in town or something. I said, well, now we're going to be here. We, uh, you know, we can't see the show. The guy said, here, here's a couple of passes. Yeah, you got, <laughs> you, got your, you got your scam. He got your scamming from you or one of the two. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> Muskegon's 100.9, talking heads in once in a lifetime. And you know what, Oscar? We stumped the old guy already, man. He I know, right? He, he, Can you he believe claimed, it? He claimed he hadn't heard that song before. So I, I'm pretty impressed. I say uh, we just end this interview view right now <laughs> there you go <laughs> hey i'm i'm really excited folks uh, this afternoon here at the old radio ranch got a couple of old O-L-E. We won't even Watch say O-L-D. I'm, I'm not as old as he is. No, you're pretty darn close. Yeah, I know. No, but you're, you, you you're look looking as old. <laughs> <laughs> we all said the same thing. Oh, with me, uh, I've got Paul Phillips in the studio. And uh, Paul, founder of DJs on the Run. And if you've been to a wedding in the last uh, 50 years or so here in the Muskegon area, maybe a dance, a high school dance, could be a gig at the local pub. There's a really, really, really good chance that you uh, fell in love, shook a leg, danced to, yelled at, flipped off Paul Phillips. <laughs> the last one, the last one, quite a bit. He hit them all. 
all, didn't he? <laughs> but, uh, and then Oscar Osbo is here as well. Oscar helps us out with some of the technical stuff here at Muskegon's 100.9. And I think when I cripe Oscar, probably about 30 years ago is yeah, when I started park, working here. Yeah, right here. Two, yeah. two yeah, floors up, man. Right. Him and I yeah. started working together at LCS. So yeah. uh, we go back well over 30 years. So welcome, you guys. And I, I, I basically, uh, I talked to Oscar, and he was saying, you know, Paul's having a birthday and so I thought uh, you know I, I don't know you know I don't look at people I, I wasn't gonna say you're age 80 but uh, I wasn't gonna say your age at all let people know how old you are or anything like that <laughs> thank but, you but what's interesting <laughs> to me is okay well, we can be honest about that Paul turned 80 years old this week and you're still spinning oh yeah why not <laughs> that's amazing so once you get it in your blood you, it doesn't go out you can't you can't get rid of it so you're actually you, you, you've quit doing the weddings you're not going full-time you're not right. dj's on right. the run isn't really working at this point in time no, but no. you've still kept yourself a couple of rigs and if yep, somebody sure needs, if you've got some regulars some family friends local pub owners that are friends yep. of yours and if they need a little bit of help you'll pull the stuff out and That's, go do it yeah in fact we pulled it out last night had it in the driveway for halloween so <laughs> the other one is <laughs> sitting the, down the, the rig party. you pulled out the rig last pulled night. out the rig yeah, last yeah, night yeah okay <laughs> and of course this guy he he wants everyone wants me to quit so yeah well, well actually it was he he and i decided that that was it wedding receptions were all done somebody wants to do an oldies dance or something like that we're fine you'll do that yep we'll do that but still so do you still stay up on the music or not necessarily oh, yeah. or yes. do you pick you you yep. have to do that yep i can't imagine that i would hate having to stay up on the music right. nowadays and, and and you know what's nice i actually got a guy in the studio that's older than me which feels kind of good right now but uh, but what how do you stay up on how do you keep an open mind with music that's got to be difficult i'm starting to i've always thought i was very open-minded when it comes to music but i'm getting to that point where i'm more and more like my dad all the time now where i have no I, i'll put on one of the top 40 stations and i can't stand to listen to it how do you well, how do let you me, stay up how do you keep educating yourself without going hey if it's over 1980 i'm not doing this let me put it to you this way when i go to work on the weekends friday and saturday from my house to where i work i listen to the oldies to get my sanity before i start playing that. <laughs> <laughs> how far back do you go when did, when did you start now you've not only been doing the dj thing dj's on the road but you were also people that don't know paul for many years was peter tripp around this area it was in radio and you were involved in radio before you even got yeah. to this side of the country peter, peter tripp the curly-headed kid in the third row that came from new york that's where i started oh. Got my first real six string Bought it at the five and dime Laid it till my fingers bled Was the summer of 69 Me and some guys from school Had a band and we tried real hard Jimmy quit and Jody got married Should've known we'd never get far But when I look back now Summer seen to last forever And if I had the choice Yeah, I always wanna be there Those were the best days of my life Ain't no use in complaining When you got a job to do Spend my evenings down at the drive-in 
Talking Tunes. Welcome back to Talking Tunes. I'm Oscar Osbo, and we're talking with Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid in the third row, and we're hearing some of the stories about his life. Paul Phillips, my friend. We're coming back from Greenville on two yeah, separate sure vans. That's somewhere near 100 miles an hour. We stopped somewhere and cooked some apples. That's Corner of apples. 37 and apple. That's right. And we're so we're having an apple fight, two vans going down the road about 100 miles an hour. I'm driving, he leans out the window, throws one, he goes, I got him! And I heard, <coughs> and he comes back in and he's like this. He had applesauce in his hair. They nailed him right in the forehead. <laughs> okay, that's, that's enough now, okay? <laughs> and what kind of hair did he have? He had he had uh, frizzy perm kind of hair. That was yeah. Mark Pierce that threw it, wasn't yeah, it? Was. Yeah, it was. It was Mark and OG was driving. OG was driving. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's so that was that's the first one that comes to mind. Grandma, one of the time he farted on the microphone, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Playing background music at a place. Nurses party. Nurses party? I don't want to tell about the rest of that. Okay, but. yeah, no, yeah. Oh, he's got the microphone in his hand. Got the microphone in his hand. Hey, he goes, stay down. Hey, I wonder if they'll hear this. <laughs> Everybody turns and looks, oh, he ducks down, and they're all looking at me. 
wasn't me that time. I would own it if it was me. Posting <laughs> <laughs> back up. Okay. Most of the stories you're going to hear are about me and Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Of course, I'm tanked up. No! No! Mark didn't drink that much. He was still sober. So I went up, I said, I'm going to go get another pitcher of beer. Well, the bride was standing up there. She had three brothers that were there with her. She stops me. She yeah. says, hey. I go, yeah. She said, you the DJ? I said, yeah. She said, how about you and I go out in that van out there and have one last thing before I go home? I said, wait a minute. I took the picture down, walked back to Mark, pulled the plug. I said, that's it. We're out of here. I mean, three great big guys standing there when she said that. I mean, come on. I can see a setup when I said that. Do it right. Do it. Do it. Uh, anyway, so go ahead and get well, into you it. you know, we do reminiscing every, well, we used to do every well, week. We haven't done it for about two well, years we got, now. It's, well, we've been revamping. Revamping? Yeah, is that we, what it is? Yeah, revamping Yeah, we bought thing. some bought some new VHS players. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I got all my Christmas decorations out so it doesn't echo around. Ooh. But the big thing that happened in the last year or whatever... Uh -oh is that you got rid of DJs on the run. It's no longer... Well, we didn't get rid of it. Well, we, you know... We kind of slid out of it. Yeah, you got out of it. So the we business no, is no longer... kind of forced out of it. Yeah. But, uh, so you did it for how many years? 40, what? 45. 45 years. 45 so years. Going to be 80 soon? Uh, in October. All right. I'll be hitting 80, and I'm surprised I'm still up walking around and still DJing. Yeah, and you're, yeah, cause you're still doing it, even though it's not DJs on the run anymore. Right? No, now but it's. Uh, there's a tax person out there. He's not really. He's not doing it. No, he's not really doing it. Well, who cares? <laughs> no, but the nice thing is. Well, you is, can make up to a certain amount of money now that you're. Well, yeah. Old. Oh yeah, I can make all the money I want now yeah. that I'm old. Now yeah. that I'm old, I can make all the money I want when I can't make it. Yeah. There's nobody around. What's well, to hire? <laughs> a bunch of old guys. Yeah. But what's nice is in the front of the speakers now it says uh, it says rocking the oldies with PT and OZ. Right, right. So, so yeah, you saw how many people picked us up for that, right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, I want to bip that uh, PT and OZ guy. Yeah. I see him on YouTube every all the time. Of course, where I'm playing now, they can't see the front yeah, of the thing anyway. Well, the music today, they, they, anybody that's listening to the music today wouldn't be listening to us anyway. No, you're absolutely right. So. But yeah, boy, it was old timers it, that are still left. Yeah, is all. It was a long run, though. I'll tell oh, yeah. you what, it was yeah. a long run. So, speaking of that, let's start from the beginning. How did you uh, get this whole thing started? Well, you know how that started. That started back in Schenectady, New York, when I was a kid, back in the early fifties. I'm talking fifty-one, fifty-two. I had a bedroom that was over the garage. It was kind of away from the house. Kind of like Fonzie. Yeah, right. <laughs> and. You went into my room, it was a long room, and my cousins would come over to visit. John, Eva, May, Kurt, and we would start singing. How much is that dog? He in the window. Uh, wake the town and tell the people. Cross over the bridge. That's how I got into music. I can't sing. No. Very, I can't carry a tune. I did sing along all the time yeah, when I was I can't, too, yeah. yeah, well, I was, I sang in the... Oh, what was it called? The yellow, the the blue ja blue jacket choir in the navy. I did get in as a you know. I will sit you over here. Just don't say too much section. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. So you just kind of went, oh right, yeah, kind of thing <laughs> like that. Anyways, that's that's where I got started. 
it was uh, singing up in there, and I liked some of that old music. I just started, it just, you know, da 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 da, just that, that kind of a beat, and then unfortunately Elvis came out. Yeah. <laughs> in the summer of 55 in Vermont, we had a uh, summer camp in Vermont, and that's where I started my ham, listening to my ham operating stuff. And he came out with Heartbreak Hotel. And that was the first rock and roll song I really had heard. Although I did hear Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley in 1953. And that stuck with me. But the period between 53 and 55 was still Patti Page and, and Perry Como and uh, you know Frank Sinatra and good singers like that, which we don't have anymore today. Right. But then when Elvis came out with that Heartbreak Hotel, that did it. And then it was all, my parents said, downhill from that. I <laughs> said, uphill from that, because that's that started the whole thing right there. <clears throat> and then I uh, was in, I guess you would say, grade school, elementary school. Our school went to the eighth grade. By the time I hit high school, I was DJing for the schools in that area. And that's, you know, playing Bo Diddley and yeah. Little Richard. And that's what started it. <clears throat> so that goes back more than 40 years. Oh, yeah. Well, you're yeah. talking 53, 54, 55. Yeah. Playing little 45s. And playing little, little 45s. And actually what I did was, is what I took out was my father's standing. You, you, you know, you had a piece of furniture. Well, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. with the... And the flip the, top, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, and a couple of speakers. I used to carry that thing really? into the schools, yeah. yeah. But then I used to skip school, I guess I shouldn't say this, but I used to skip school and go down, and I got a job in the local record shop. And I can't remember, I know where it was, I know the corner it was on, it's connected in New York, but I can't remember. Apex, Apex Record Store. <clears throat> and through that... So kind of like Ajax Liquor Store. Yeah. <laughs> But through that, working in that store, I got to know a lot of the people around the downtown area, and I got my first DJ job on the air at WSNX in Schenectady, New York. It was kind of like the real gold stations yeah. that you talk about today, low-powered, uh, local, and that's where I started DJing. And then I got what you call the big break, and I went to... WPTR, TRY, 1540, on your dial, top 40, news, weather, and sports. And that was in Troy, New York. Okay. Tri-city areas were Albany, Schenectady, and Troy. The tri-city areas, because Albany was the capital of New York. And that was my big break, because um, from there, I did a stint in WABC in New York City. And boy, don't you think that wasn't fun. Yeah. And then I went to WKBZ in Buffalo, New York. 50,000 watts, no, baby KBZ. I don't know. KBW. KBW. Yeah. KBW. 50,000 watts. Yeah. And that and that's... And that's a lot for an AM radio station. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Let me that tell baby you. bounced everywhere. That thing went all over the place. Yeah. Just like that one... One station is at a, at a uh, I don't know if they're still amplitude there. Amplitude modulation. you got some <laughs> right. big amplitude yeah. going on with 50,000 watts on an AM station. Right. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, where was it? In, in Virginia, I think it was. The big, powerful radio station. I forgot the name of it back then. But anyways, during that period of time is when I saw, it was only about a two or three period of time that I did all this because then I graduated from high school in 58 and went into the Navy. I DJed and kept that going there. 
and that in that period of time between 55 and 58 three years is when I met all the artists yeah uh, Shaughnessy Hall is connected in New York the RPI Fieldhouse in, in, in Albany uh, and I can't remember the one the big place in New York City and then they had the uh, Beep Hall out there in uh, uh, Buffalo Shaughnessy Hall and this is where I saw all the big artists and back, well, backstage like, like well you name it uh, Buddy Holly before he had the plane crash yeah uh, Fabian and that Funicello my sweetheart yeah um, yeah I remember you, you Paul telling, Anka. Me, telling me the story about when you went to inter interview Annette Funicello and you and you said I, 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 I. <laughs> just about the way it was <laughs> Because I first I first saw her on uh, uh, Mickey Club. Mouse, the yeah. Mickey Mouse Club, yeah. and then she started to grow up a little bit, and she couldn't be on that show, yeah, so she yeah. went on her own, and yeah. you know the story after that. Yeah. Little Richard, Elvis, uh, Fast Domino, uh, Julie Lewis, Did you read, uh, Carl Con Perkins. Connie, uh, you ever meet Connie? Connie, well, Connie Stevens was later. Connie Stevens, yep. You did meet her? She was late 50s, okay. yeah. Yeah, got a chance uh, to see her. Yeah, I could. Sandra D. You know, no, no. It, it happened so long ago that sometimes I get the places mixed up. You know, oh, yeah. where yeah. I where I saw all these artists, but there wasn't too many that I didn't see. When you got into the '60s, the newer artists into the '60s that weren't around in the '50s. No, I didn't get a chance to see them. I did see some after that while I was in the Navy. I was on American Bandstand. Okay. Got a chance to, because I was down in Norfolk, Virginia, so I happened to jump to Philly. And, uh, uh, Gary U.S. Bonds, but he was in the 50s too, and I think I saw him before I saw him at Daddy G's. Chuck Berry? Chuck Berry, yeah, we saw him in Albany. He was in Albany. Elvis was in New York. Uh, how'd you feel when you met Elvis? I mean, he's the one that got just yeah. <laughs> he's the one that kind of got you. I mean, because by the time I by the time I met him, it was, oh my God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even me. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> big deal, Elvis. Oh my God, you know, <laughs> something wrong with my lip. Yeah. <laughs> especially at the time he, especially at the time he, he, they were having a party in Buffalo. Oh, with, who was it? it? Was one of the other um, um, Palisades Park? Freddie Cannon. Freddie, oh, Freddie Cannon. Freddie Cannon. <laughs> and he invited Elvis. Well, it was Freddie Cannon was there, and some of the big A and R people and stuff like that. And we 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 just happened to be. Uh, uh, I was doing the Mike Shannon, helping Mike Shannon do the Mike Shannon show. By the way, I helped write that song. It was a big hit, top ten music. Anyways, he was having some kind of a party. I didn't know what Well, Elvis was invited when nobody expected Elvis to come. We're all sitting there. We're drinking, having a good old time. And of course, I'm just sitting there. Look, look at me, man. I'm with all these great people. All of a sudden, somebody comes through the window <laughs> in the back. Instead of coming up the front, it was Elvis. Oh, yeah. Well, he couldn't come in the front door. Yeah, it was too late. Yeah. So he went, up, he went up the back stairs, came through the bathroom window. <laughs> <laughs> Came in through the, the bathroom, bathroom window. window. I wonder if that's where the Beatles got the song. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's where they met Elvis, through your bathroom uh. window. <laughs> uh, well, what about you at Matt Wolfman, too? 
Oh yeah, he came into WKBW. Yeah. There one night at the midnight and the midnight show, and he was he was on his way from New York City to El Paso, Texas, I think, or something. He was from that area down in there. Yeah. He had a big big place he went to down there, and uh, he knew Mike. I think the guy's Mike Shannon. The last name was Shannon. I'm I'm thinking it was Mike Shannon. It sounds familiar. Yeah. And so he knew him. So he just stopped in one night, and I happened to be uh, helping him out, you know. Stayed overnight. My parents let me do that once in a while. Yeah. Did you ever meet? And, and he came in. He came in, spent, uh, he only spent about five minutes with us, but he was yeah. out of the air. Yeah. You shake your hand. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, hey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Yep. Kissing like a bandit, stealing time. By the awesome Valentine's to my sweet lover and me slowly but surely your appetite is more than I knew sweetly softly I'm falling in love with you wish me love for wishing well
Now back to Talk and Tunes. Welcome back to Talk and Tunes. Talking with Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid in the third row. What an amazing life you had. <laughs> and how about uh, Dick Clark? Did you ever meet him? Yeah, well, I was on the show. I was on American Yeah, but I mean, did you meet him or anything? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was he I'm part of the, part nice of the dancing crew. Nice guy. Oh, oh you're yeah. part of the dancing crew? I'm part of the dancing crew. I don't think I ever... <laughs> <laughs> you were part of the dancing crew. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I was. Well, yeah. What do you think I was going to do? Sit in the balcony? <laughs> I was a star. Man. Yeah. Okay. I'm big time. Yeah, star. yeah, yeah. I've seen you dance. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it never got on the air though. But uh, no. And then yeah, I was probably because you danced. <laughs> yeah. Probably. But <laughs> but I was in uniform. I was oh, in, okay. I was in the navy at that time. So you just kind of went. I can't remember. I can't remember. I was I was having a ball, but yeah, I was there. When, I guess, yeah. I was there when those one couple was real popular. Uh, the name is I I've, I can't remember the name. I'll remember it once we leave yeah, here. I'll remember. Yeah, yeah. but uh, they were a very popular couple. She was a she was gorgeous. He was a well, never mind. But anyways, <laughs> but they never they never got together after the show. Oh really? Yeah, there are a lot of those stories I could tell about stuff like that but well, dick clark was nice yeah yeah he uh he uh He's he talked a... to the artist he talked just like he, they show on on some of the replays you know yeah. he sat down he talked to him and there was a, a green screen and stuff like that and i didn't know what it was back then right it was up until i met you i found out what a green screen was <laughs> and <clears throat> working for wkbz 50,000 watts. No, no, the KBZ was here. That KBZ. Was a well, where did I, where did I work? <laughs> KBW, yeah, the big station in Buffalo, New York. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I that forgot, one. I forgot the call letter. Was this pre-chicken wing at the yeah. time? Or did they, I'm just curious, or were they making chicken wings in Buffalo, or was it before yeah. then even? Well, we did, we did the night show. We did the overnight show. The, okay. Mike, the Mike Shannon show. Okay. That was a, a real big thing. The, the howl and everything else. And that's, that's the story. I tell Which Mike Shannon's a very well-known yeah. personality. Yep, right. That was that was great. That so was, how long ago was this? This is back in 1955, 56. That was when you first started gigging in radio. Yeah. Well, I did it in high school. Wow. I took a local little record player out and did it back then. Wow. When Elvis first came out. Then when Bill Haley first came out. That's what got me interested in music. I went to college for meteorology. Now this is this is the this is the bad part. I went to college for meteorology. Lasted a year. Elvis came out, and the rest is history. And I don't know whether I kicked myself in the butt for not sticking with the meteorology, or I had a good life, made a lot of money, had a good time. You I could still have had George Lessons spot, man. You could have been George Lessons. I could have been. There. I could have been George Lessons. Yeah. You could have Bill yeah. Stephan. There's all yeah. kinds of Could have yeah. been uh, Craig James. But course, instead, they, you're Peter. Trip. Yeah, I'm Peter. Back in the day, how about with Elvis? Everybody says he was just the consummate gentleman, real nice he was. guy, great yeah. to interview, very respectful, and all those things. And I knew him before he got into the drugs and stuff. I remember him, and he did. He he was always, uh, you know, he he didn't come out with a, something wrong with my lip. He would. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, that was the type of person he was. And I think a lot of it was he was shy. He was shy at first. 
Yeah. Yep, I think he was. He was. He came across that way. All right, so you end up here in West Michigan. We don't have to go through the entire process of that. but uh, No, that's not really interesting. Yeah, and then you start <laughs> you start DJs on the run in 1972. Is that? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was yeah. He's, he looks at his press secretary, Oscar, to make <laughs> I know. Sure yeah, well, uh, you know, the, well, when you're 80 years old, the memory is right. not as sharp as it was when <laughs> the, you were yeah. a teen. So. You, you have your own resident historian. Right. Oscar. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That you can actually, actually, we started Paul's Platter Pad. Paul's Platter, platter pad. pad. Remember the I platter? I was not here. No, but Platter yeah. was, you yeah, know, right okay, that's, yeah. that's old talk, yeah. We, really, the name, yeah. Of your, the name of the business was Paul's Platter, platter pad. pad? Yeah, that was my wife's idea. How long did that take you guys? Were you sitting around the kitchen table for hours coming <laughs> up with that one? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> no problem. Named all the kids, no problem whatsoever. Just can't name the company. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. No. Paul's Platter Pad came out because we're, we're still sitting on six. 16,045 sitting in my basement. Really? So that's where the platters came out. I'll bet some people <laughs> just start, I'll bet you some of the vinyl collectors just started drooling over that. Yeah, well, they're interested. What, but they what are you doing, saving those price. for your retirement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what retirement? Yeah, yeah, that's, that, was my, that was my point. Wow, you still got them. You still yes. got the 45s. Yeah, in fact, I got one that was pressed in 1952. That would have been one of the original 45s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of history, but you I said just, the seventy-eights. You got rid of those, though, didn't you? No, I still got seventy-eights too. Yeah, I still got seventy-eights. Wow. Yeah, nothing to play them on, but we still got seventy-eights. That's no all Victrola, gone. You don't have a Victrola, though. Uh, yeah, well, we do. Yeah, Couple. I still, I do. still can play. Do you still own the dog that's uh, on the uh, on all the records? Or yes, not? You yes, know, that, uh, that About was seventy-five years old. Right, that was donated to me by RCA. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you got, you, should, you should tell them what, what he used to take out the first time when you used to go out, too, the big horseshoe. Oh, yeah. Well, because back in my day when I was on radio, they had the big horseshoe. And you had your record players all around you where you went back and forth and stuff like that. So that was the first unit we built. Great big horseshoe. Reel to reel. 45s, albums, we we did it all right there. I don't think we had anything else. Did you, we had 8-tracks later. Had 8-tracks later, did yeah. You, you actually, a DJ services, actually used 8-tracks? <laughs> we, well, we actually played the albums and the 45s. I could see that. Well, the albums yeah. and 45s, it's easier to navigate, but an 8-track, you... If you wanted a certain we, song we to tried be played, it. you just had to wait for three or four songs to <laughs> well, go through. Well, we, we found that There was that no out. rewind and yeah. no fast forward on those things. Well, we rewound them. <laughs> Eight tracks, and then, well, this guy here is the reason I, I kept going. Darn it all, I was doing good with the albums, the 45s, then the eight tracks came out, and then we went to what? Tapes. When we, and we went to the cassette tapes, and then this guy kept going forward, and he said, well, you ought to go CDs. I'm going, no, I like the tapes. You better go CDs. No, I like the tapes. So when the CDs were about ready to go out, I started to do CDs. Well, now you're looking at... Mini disc, right? Yeah. Did we go for mini yeah. disc? Oh, you actually did the mini disc. Did thing? the mini disc oh, yeah. too? But then I came, and then 
<laughs> then I, I finally talked him into using the computer. So. Yeah. Really? You didn't, so, uh, Oscar, you didn't do that tape? <laughs> I, Come I did. On, I'm surprised I did. you did. Almost. I'm sure you did. Oscar, did. you yeah, got I a dat machine at home. I just know you do. <laughs> well, I did that when I worked with uh, the, the station in Grand Rapids. Digital did. audio tape. Yeah. Is that yeah. what that stood for? Yep. Yeah. I switched them over, too. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Well, Actually, I didn't mind. That, well, that wasn't a bad format. It just never caught on. I know. Yeah. it. Well, see, now you know why I keep going, because there's always something new coming up, and it's a challenge. <laughs> so how do you... I go out now to play music. Most people it's, that are 80 years old aren't into technology at all, but you, you, you've had to grow with that as well, keeping the business going as long right. as you Well, that's to. because I was always behind in life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up so, for that. I'm still trying to catch up. Okay, so you're uh, you're still on CDs. You're almost to the no. Table. I did. No, I know. I'm uh, just kidding. All, all computer, all little 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 uh, thumb drive. Little, yeah, thumb, thumb, little drive. thumb drive. But that's that's the reason I go to the bar and play music because I'm trying something new and I experiment. Oh, let's see how this sounds. I'll play it tonight. We'll change this. We'll change that. Yeah, it keeps you going. And yeah, how much do, do you attribute? Staying in the business to staying young. I, I would like to know in this country how many 80 year old dudes are still out playing music oh, like this. I'm not there's, the only one. There's, but you might not be the only one, but no. there can't be too many. Man, I remember retiring when I was, well, I did two weddings in my entire life, and that was too, too many for me. I just, yeah. you got to be a special person to do that. Well, you did one with me, remember? I actually, I remember doing one yep. with you. I did yep. do one with you. I remember that yep. out at the VFW out on uh, Apple Avenue yep. many years ago. We sure ago. did. So, oh, see, you had your finger in it, too. Everybody's worked <laughs> for this guy at one time. Greg Roberts, all, everybody's yeah, worked for Yeah, everybody, Christmas. yeah. Scott yeah. Christmas, a lot That's of been fun, though. I had fun. Yeah, sure. Okay, we were in the Navy. I said, let's go down to the, the, the so-and-so restaurant downtown here and get something to eat. He says, I can't go down there. Well, because I was dumb. I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. What do you mean you can't go down there? He says, black people don't go down there. I said, oh, come on, you're in the Navy with me. I'm like, what the heck? So I pestered him enough, the poor guy. He says, okay, I'll show you what I'm talking about. So we went down there, and I'm just we're just a tooling down. We walk into this restaurant, we grab a booth, and I didn't notice people looking at us. I mean, you know, I'm looking, I'm, people look at you all the time. So we sat Especially down in the you, booth, yeah. yeah, and we waited, and we had uniforms on, believe it or not. Yeah. We had our Navy outfits. We sat down in this booth, waited and waited and waited. And all of a sudden, this waitress, got cute little thing, waitress comes up and she says, Sir, she said, I can serve you, but I can't serve him in this place. And I said, What are you talking about? And he's kind of looking at me going, you know, like that. Well, I told him, I didn't know what he was talking about. She says, We can't serve colored people in this establishment. And I looked at her with, This is something new to me. Yeah. I'm 18. Oh, yeah, for now, you're years not old. brought up. If you're not brought up to be right, prejudiced, prejudiced then, or, yeah. you know, the people are different. So I just looked at her and I said, if you can't serve him, you can't serve me. And we got we walked out. He says, I'll take you over to my side of town. Then I got worried. You're going to take me up. If they treat him here, how are they going to treat me over yeah, there? Yeah. So he took me over. He says, uh, you ever been to Daddy G's? They met the church street five. And I says, no. He says, come on. He says, I think Gary U.S. Bonds is in there tonight. We went over, walked in. It's just like some of the movies, the old-time uh, jazz movies you see with Bing Crosby and stuff like yeah. that, where the white people come in and sit down in the black club and hear the blues. 
just the way it was. We walked in there, sat down, they accepted me, we had a good time, and that's where I met Gary U.S. Bonds, the Church Street 5, on Church Street. Okay. At Daddy G's. Daddy G's. Daddy G's. Okay. Never met Daddy G, but... Yeah. Huh. So what other stories is there? Well, okay, we got, we, uh... That's how you pretty much got into love the love of music. How did you? Uh, how many years later did it take you before you finally uh, started DJs on the run? Well, I liked music so much, and I had collected records ever since I went worked in that Apex record store. Right. And I even was buying records, collecting records when I was in the Navy. So I ended up with about three thousand forty fives, and my wife said, "Well, why don't you start a record club?" When I was a kid, going way back to the start, I had a record club called the Blue Streak Record Club. And the guys would give me so much money and we would buy 45s, which it was a club. You know? Yeah. So my wife says, why don't you start a record club or a record store? I said, okay. So we started Paul's Platter Pad. You remember that? No. You know? No. Yeah, we, we started Paul's Platter Pad and we did that before we were still on Dyson Street. In fact, I think I still have a little figurine or a sign that says Paul's Platter Pad. And then we decided, I, I was in uh, Baker College and they had some dances and they asked me to DJ and that's where that Kenwood Ant yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That was the first amp good old I Kenwood. took. That was the good old Kenwood, yeah. where you had to switch it to talk and then go yeah. back to the music. Yeah. There was no thing. No mixers. No, no mixers. <laughs> now, I'll never forget it, because I had him dancing, and I was going to make a smart remark to one of the guys I went to school with, and I went, made the remark, you cut the song off there, and they all walked off. Really? <laughs> so I lost them. But that's how I started DJing. And my wife says, well, why don't you start a DJ business? I said, okay, what are we going to call it? So everybody came up with a few names. And there was a DJ. He was a handicapped kid in New York City. And he had a business called DJs on the Run. So I more or less, because I'm in a different state, took his name. And that's how we came up with DJs on the Run. I started DJs on the Run. Okay. Right. And that was in 1972 or 71. And you started building your own speakers, and when did that start? started building my own speakers right away. Oh, okay. I started, uh, of course, I didn't put the amps together. Uh, I did in, back in the 50s. Right. Like, my first amp was one that I yeah, built Yeah, because you and I had shared that in common, too. We both worked at, uh, in electronics or for, right. with for long, audio. And, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of things that wasn't really were called missing, video. You know it wasn't really mean? called video there. It was called audio and... Uh, audio, yeah, before and, you got uh, into and the video. television, yeah. TV repair, yeah. I guess it was, yeah. But now I'm sitting on 13,045s, 600 LPs, and that's 600 CDs. Yeah. I don't know how many cassettes. We, we just kept some of them around for nostalgia, yeah. like the 8-track player you and the 8-tracks. keep A-tracks. the 8-tracks, yeah. yeah. You're the only person I know that has an 8-track player that's quad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun because we, ha I mean, we haven't even sat down and talked about all the things that have happened. And, and things flash back to me. I can go way back.
Well, yeah, because you I can go back again in, and say, hey, you I was telling you about Wolfman so Jack, and yeah. then something else will come up that happened right. at KB, uh, KB uh, yeah, whatever that station was. Yeah, See? not KBZ, but no. yeah. Well, we were there, too. You were there, too. Yeah, we were there, too. That's later on. That's, that's not, a lot yeah. later on. Yeah. Yeah, but that but, was all good, too. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, as far as electronics, I don't that think I remember. Heel? Looks like it, don't it? Okay. Well, whatever. How did you? Besides us, too. There's another heel on the floor. Yeah. What uh, what got you into electronics? How'd you get into that? Uh, I worked for GE Aerospace Electronics in Utica, New York. Okay. But when I was a kid, I liked building, so I took a correspondence course in electronics, and okay. that's how I. And then I I played with it as we went along, and then like you said, I built my own speakers, and some of the DJs went with a. Electric, uh, electric crossover, but yeah. I use the passive. The yeah. passive is the capacitor, the coils. Uh, like when you when in the Hilton, when I had that, it was all electric. Yeah, crossovers. electric. Yeah. You can you can adjust it. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. And uh, never could get it right either. Hooked up with uh, Madison, and that's where I ended up buying all my speakers. Which you've never been to yet. No, definitely you have to go to Wisconsin one yeah. of these days so you can see it. But they're still in business because I just bought some more uh, voice coils for the. Uh, they're probably in Japan and call themselves from Wisconsin, but anyway, could be. Could be. But anyway, that's how <coughs> that's all how, how that started, and uh, I've actually got my own crossover design that I got help with at Madison that we still use today. Yeah, and they sound and, pretty good. They get some pretty pretty yeah. rugged bass out of some of that stuff. Yeah, so. uh, I can and blow most people away unless oh, yeah. it's unless it's a big. You know, one thing I found out. One thing I found out too that really helps a lot is the amplifier. Mm -hmm. You got a good clean amp that helps a lot. So. Well, yeah, we started with that Kenwood, which was what I think 100 watt. Yeah, probably 120 or something like that. Yeah. And then we went up to the Sound Craftsman. Yeah. The PM860s and the PCR or something. I remember the Sound Craftsman too. When we played those, it was like red light, red light, turn it down, so. yeah, turn the bass down, turn, turn the, the bass down, down. red light. <laughs>
Thanks for joining us for Talkin' Tunes. Join us again next Saturday. West Michigan, we love you. Until next week, I'm the once again employed Bambi Biggins saying, I like you. I really, really like you. T-A-L-L because we like you. K-T-U, you are special. N-E-S, S is for see you next week. Frightened of this thing that I've become